What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Next Level Freedom Church podcast. My name is Trenton Cruz. I'm the lead pastor of Next Level Freedom Church in Jackson, Missouri. If you're seeking a church family that can help you grow in your relationship with Christ, or maybe you just want to check us out online, be sure to check out our website, www.nextlevelfreedomchurch.com. I hope today's episode will inspire you and encourage you as you fulfill the destiny God has for your life and fulfill your divine purpose in God's master plan. Thanks for tuning and God bless. All right, let's try it again. Good evening. Welcome back to Second Night of Freedom Conference. We're excited that you guys are here and decided to join us tonight. Glad to have our guests with us this evening. Um, more information on us, you can check out nextlevelfreedomchurch.com. That's our website, and all our stuff is available there. You can go ahead and turn it on there, Devin. So tonight's a little bit different. Uh, we started the countdown just a little bit earlier because we're going to be starting with a 15-minute Q&A session. Um, before we do that, we want to get everybody a chance that wants to put questions in. So we've got three or four back there in the box right now. Uh, we're going to take 15 minutes is all it's going to be. Uh, we're going to have Aaron and Tasha up here. We're going to do Q&A. If you have questions you'd like for them to answer, it can be on the Bible, it can be on something you've heard them teach, whatever, we'll give you a chance. Uh, Jasmine and Taylor, you guys want to get the cards in case anybody wants to. If you want a card, raise your hand, you can fill out a question, and we will get that rolling here shortly. Uh, for those of you that don't know me, my name is Trenton Cruz. I'm the lead pastor of Next Level Freedom Church in Jackson, Missouri here. Um, online audience, thank you so much for joining. We are going to record the uh, video of this year. Also, we'll see if we use it of the Q&A session. Um, last year, we went about 45 minutes, but we did it after service. And it was good, though. There was a lot of involvement, a lot of people. Um, but this year, in order to not interfere with altar call at the end, because there's going to be plenty of praying going on, I have a feeling. So uh, there was last night. So um as soon as it's over, we want to go right into that. So we're going to go ahead and do this at the beginning. Did everybody get a chance to get their questions in, if you had questions? Because they're going to bring me the box. I'm going to say, come on down, Aaron and Tasha. Uh, this is Aaron, Aaron Michael, and this is Tasha Hart. And Tasha spoke for us last night. She hangs out with us for the weekend when she comes. Her husband, Chad, is here as well. Uh, Aaron, come on down. You guys come on down stand right here. My daughter's going to get me the... Uh, the questions, or Taylor is, it looks like, and we will do this, so here's what the, who's running our PowerPoint tonight, all right, we need to go ahead and hit our timer for 15 minutes, and then we will get started with the service, um, Freedom Conference 2023, you ready? Aaron didn't get to participate this last year, it's been two years since he's been at Freedom Conference, so uh, um, good to have him back this year, um, he gave a prophecy two years ago, that in two years, this place was going to look totally different, and it does, don't it, Aaron? <laughs> yeah, so uh, it looked a lot different last year. We've done some remodeling and facelift, basically. So uh, our questions, everybody's got them in. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get started with this. Um, who wants to go first? The first question, I'll just read the question, and then you can decide, right? So the question is, what are some ways that you personally grow in your faith? So I'm going to guess this is a question for both of you. So uh, who wants to go first? Ways you grow in your faith personally. So some ways that you grow in your faith. Well, for me personally, 
um, growing in your faith is just like anything else in life. It's something you have to practice. It's something you have to be intentional about. And I am an avid reader, so the way that I grow my faith is I, I read a lot. I, I read the Bible, but I also read um, books, and not just Christian books. I read books on leadership, and believe it or not, it does help develop your faith. Um, seeing what other people think, because it doesn't do yourself any good to only have um, your own thoughts and your own counsel. So uh, the people that you surround yourself with, it's important to know how they think, and that helps build your faith. So just constantly asking questions, reading, and reading the Bible. So, All right, Aaron, how do you personally grow in your faith? Well, I will second what Tasha said because that really is the best advice on how to grow in your faith. And, you know, to add to it, that picture reminded me of this. So years ago, I was reading the scripture one day and God illuminated the scripture. My sheep know my voice and they follow me. And something that I've always tried to do and consistently try to do is make sure I'm listening. Make sure I'm listening for his voice because it's in those little moments when you hear God speak and you respond that it grows something in you, that you take a step and it encourages your faith and it teaches you to hear him. It refines your ear. So that's something that that I would encourage and say is never stop listening because even when you feel like he's silent, he's still speaking some way, somehow. Amen. Amen. Question number two. So I want to give them plenty of time to answer. Personally, prayer, devotion, Bible reading, studying. I like them. Don't just read Christian books. I read leadership books in general. I love leadership. So uh, uh, the next question, though, is how do you stay set freed and delivered? How do you stay set freed and delivered? Whichever one wants to go first. So that one is part of the journey. It's part of the journey. Though a righteous man falls seven times, he gets up again. Uh, the way really you set, stay set free and delivered, it's going to sound very generic what I'm going to say, but you stay close to the deliverer. Amen. You stay close to the source of deliverance and freedom. And you, a lot of times you've got to disconnect from the familiar things of old. Make no provision for the flesh, the Bible says. Amen. And you've got to connect with people who are ahead of you and people who are helping you grow in the things of God. But I would definitely say stay close to the deliverer and leave the old things behind. You know, Go away from the things that cause you to stumble. It makes sense. Amen. Shalom. Amen. Tasha, how do you stay set free and deliver? Well, of course, I agree with everything he just said. And um, one of the things that, well, let me let me say this. I have a friend, have a really good friend, and his favorite scripture is Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So you're, you have to remember that you're not staying free. You are not staying free. You are following after Christ who set you free. So it's not you trying to stay free. 
It's you continuing your journey with Christ and knowing that he is your deliverer. He's the one that gives you the strength. He's the one that you depend on. And when you're in those weak moments, that's who you call out to. And it, and again, it goes back to who you surround yourself with, similar to what um, Pastor Aaron just said. You don't want to stay in familiar environments if that is something that's going to cause you to turn back to old ways or familiar things you know, you have a new path in Christ. You have a new journey. So sometimes you have to surround yourself with new people that are going in the same direction you are. And that helps because they say isolation is the devil's playground. A lot of times the enemy will try to get you isolated, get you by yourself, get you in, even if that isolation is just in your own head, you're at work, you're not talking to anybody, you're, you're kind of repeating the same thoughts and the same patterns and it it will take you down the road just as much as a physical relationship or being in a physical environment will that mental battle um joyce meyer has that book battle field of the mind it's a battle but just remember where your help comes from amen amen you guys still got nine minutes you're doing good huh all right next one how do you get closer to God or spend your own quiet time one-on-one with God if you're afraid to hear God's voice? Interesting. So time with God, how do you do it if you're afraid to hear God's voice? Good question. Either one of you, whoever wants to go first. So first thing I want to deal with that question is afraid to hear God's voice. God is a loving father. He's a caring father. The word says that we can cast all our cares on him for he cares for us. And so the one thing I would say is to allow your heart to not fear hearing from God, but allow your heart to anticipate hearing from God because God loves you so much that he wants to speak to you every day in every situation. Now, I grew up with the misconception that you've got to have your set apart, holy place, holy closet, set down prayer time with God, uninterrupted, no one come in. And I'm all for that whole nine yards. But the reality of it is all time is God's time. The earth is the Lord and every earth is the Lord's and everything in it. And so what I try to do every day is make sure that every moment of my day I'm spending it with him. And just talking with him. Yeah, there are times that I get alone and separate and pray and read the word. But a walk with God is just that. It is a walk with God. Every day, every moment. And that encompasses every question we've had so far because that grows you in your relationship with God. It teaches you to hear him. That refines the whole process. So I just say, number one, understand that God loves you so much he wants to speak. And number two... Walk every moment of every day just with him, acknowledging that he's there. Tasha? So I um, I can kind of relate to maybe somebody that would feel like maybe there's a little bit of fear or trepidation, and I don't know if fear's the correct word, but just a little maybe anxious about actually hearing from the Father. Um, and we sing a song, he's a good, good father. And, and 
Aaron said it perfectly. But if you haven't had that relationship, so for me, I didn't have the natural uh, relationship with my biological father that I would have liked. So I didn't grow up with that picture. So it took me um, going through what God the Father and that relationship was like and what hearing from him was like and the relationship I had with him I had to learn that and I had to do it afraid so that would be my advice is yeah there's a little anxiousness if that's not something you're familiar with it can be a little scary Um, if that picture you don't have that loving picture in your mind or it's not something you're familiar with but the desires there you wouldn't have put it on the card And God gives us the desires of our heart. So you desire that relationship. You just may not be sure what that looks like or what it's going to feel like. And my advice is do it afraid. Do it afraid and you won't be disappointed. Amen. Amen. Okay, this one says Tasha. This is for you, Tasha. And then if Aaron has something to chime in, we'll let him. Uh, This one says, Tasha, you said being busy in church isn't good. Please explain. (laughs) It's from last night for those of you that weren't here. Okay. Well, let me clarify. Being busy in church, it's not that it's not good. It's good because idle hands. You don't want to just not be about the Father's business. You want to be busy, but what I guess I need to clarify is you don't want to be busy just for busy's sake. You need to know why you're doing what you're doing. If you are just signing up for everything that the church is throwing at you because you want the accolades or you want the pat on the back or you want to be known as the hero, the person that always comes in and saves the day, you know, I'm the usher and I'm at I'm there at every service and it's all about you. You and that sounds harsh, but you need to check your why. It's not good just to be busy. We've said this, my husband and I, we did um um a panel for married couples a few years ago and one of the things that we said was you know how many marriages are hurt in the church because of busyness people put the church and busyness first you know the wife is well I gotta go to this meeting I gotta go to another prayer breakfast it's for the church but I gotta go I'm busy 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 yet the family's at home suffering where is your why Is it good to be busy for busy's sake? Your family comes first. God doesn't want you to sacrifice, you know, other relationships and your family and the things you're responsible for. He puts you over those things for a reason. So if you're just using the church as a crutch or an excuse, oh, I'm busy. I've got things to do. Or if it's making you even feel good about yourself for some reason. We talked about that last night. Um, If there's no humility in it then maybe you need to readjust your Mm. schedule, your busy schedule. Mm. What Tasha said was so pure and so accurate and so true. You know, how many of you know the story of Mary and Martha in the Bible? Show of hands. Mary and Martha were both, Jesus comes to their house. Mary and Martha are there with Jesus. And preachers have done a very good job at villainizing Martha, and they shouldn't have. Because they are both in the presence of Jesus, serving and doing what they both felt was right. And although Jesus said Mary chose the greater thing when she chose to sit at my feet, he did not say that what Martha was doing was wrong. 
But Martha's intentions and what she was doing got off focus, and she got too caught up on doing the trappings of ministry to prepare for Jesus instead of just saying, you know what, he's here and that's enough. And I went for a lot of years in full-time ministry, personally. I'm going to tell you my story. A lot of years in full-time ministry, preaching like Mary, but working like Martha. Mm. And what I was doing was good, but I'd grown weary in well-doing because I was doing too much, and I wasn't taking the time to be healthy. And I was sacrificing family and the things that God has called us to prioritize. And so it's so important just... When you're serving and doing ministry, do as much as you can, but spend as much time with him as you can while you're doing it, and let God lead you and guide you. And when you feel yourself start to get empty, it's okay to sit back and say, I need to be refilled. Because you can't pour water from an empty well. Got one more. Minute 40. We might have to go over just a few minutes, but uh, I want to make sure you get this last one in. It says, how do you balance work, life, and ministry? So building on that topic, apparently. Now, these were put in before, so uh, before we even ask this question. Built on that topic, how do you balance it all? <clears throat> your work, your life, and your ministry. I'm pretty busy, but at the end of the day, um, and my husband's really good at helping me prioritize. <laughs> if I start getting out of order, he's real good at like, okay, I need you to pull it back. But here's the thing. It's, it's about checking your why. <laughs> checking your why. Don't laugh at him. He is not funny. <laughs> when you said that, Chad went, he yeah. felt that in his spirit. Uh, yes, he did. <laughs> but it's easy to get off in any of those areas. And I think balance was used in the the question. That's just it. I kind of mentioned it last night. If you have a three-legged stool and one of the legs is weak, then you need to focus on that and kind of figure out what's going on in that area. You don't want to be overcompensating in one area and then things are falling apart somewhere else. So only you know if things are not well at home and you need to take some time and spend some more time at home. You know if you need to be focused, more focused at work. We're supposed to work as unto the Lord. So if you aren't giving your best at work and something is off there or um, not 100%, you're not giving it your best when you're there. My thing is when you are with each of those areas, then you should be fully present. That's the best way that I can describe staying in balance. When I'm home and I'm with my, my husband or my kids, I try to be present, you know, um, I try not to schedule things. And people know that if, uh, if Chad's home, <laughs> they know don't ask me to go out for a girl's night because I'm not going. But if he's at work, they're like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll go hang out with the girls or I'll go do something, you know, have lunch with that friend. But I work it around my schedule that fits my household. And it's the same thing with work. When I'm at work, I try to be present and give them my time because that's what they're paying me for. So I try to do my best to be present when I'm in each of those areas to the best of my ability. And it goes back to relying on God. If you start getting out of order, I mean, he's with us all day long. And if you're communing with him all day and you're talking to him, he will direct your path. Aaron? Yeah, I really think you have to redefine in your mind what ministry is. 
because that's something that I've had to do over the last few years. I've had to rethink what ministry really is. So I, I'm a minister. I'm here ministering to you tonight, but I also have a job that I do outside of ministry. But when I'm working, I'm still ministering. So even though my heart may want to do this full time, my body is working for my local municipality. And I've had over the years, I've had to retrain my mind that I'm a full time minister regardless of what my title is. Amen. And so just like Tasha said, if I'm doing whatever my hands find to do, do it as unto the Lord with all your might's what the scripture says. And if I am doing my job with all of my might, God will use that as the open door for you to be able to minister to that person. So you're always ministering. We're ministers of the gospel, whether we have an office in a church or whether we have an office in City Hall or whatever the case may be. And so I would encourage you, go every day with the mindset that you're a minister. And in that, God will lead you and guide you and to help you balance. And there will be times where work takes precedent. There will be times when ministry takes precedent. But you got to go with the flows of life. And try your best not to get frustrated with it because we're on a journey. Look at your neighbor and say, we're on a journey. We're on a journey. And we're going to have fun. We're going to have fun. All right. Give him a hand. Now we're going to get ready to start the service. Y'all ready? Yeah. All right. Spirit was already here earlier. And so we're excited about what's going on. Uh, we walked around and pray, and it was heavy outside. So um, let me get somebody to come and take these from me. Jasmine, come on. Oh, just hand about Jasmine. She's right there. All right, let me make sure what I got coming up next. I think it's time to greet. Yes, let's take one moment to greet each other to give you a chance to get up and move around a minute, and we will get ready for the worship. <laughs> 